Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Mirrors Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Spark. How's it going, Spark? I'm good. I got a comedy competition later today, so, you know, hopefully next time we speak, things ended positively. I've never heard about a comedy competition. Like, what does that entail? Uh, It's... With uh, eight people are going up, we started with like 250, and now we're in the finals. And uh, winner gets 12, 1200, and okay, people just are uh, gonna do their best. They they can't be that. Uh, cool. And also with us, as always, although she's muted, so you know who knows where she's at. Katie. Hi. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're unmuted. You're with the world. I am. How's it going? I'm good. Tired, but it's another uh, end of the weekend. Not ready to start Monday, but... Yeah, I I hear that. I I spent yesterday at a water park, and it was great. But I realized in my 30s that water parks are the most exhausting thing. Like... (laughs) I are so tired. My back's sore. And I'm like, huh. Now I see why more 30-year-olds don't go to the water park. Because it is just not the same as when you're a kid. So. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, let's get to the news. Disney silently removes Avatar from Disney Plus ahead of its planned re-release in theaters next month. So, um. Yeah, Disney had planned on putting Avatar back into theaters to get people hyped up for the sequel. Uh, and it was on Disney+, Plus, but they silently took it off. So, if you want to watch uh, Avatar before the new movie, you can't just go watch it on Disney+. Plus. You gotta watch it in theaters, which seems pretty shady. People people getting a little upset by that. Uh I don't know if I really had a burning desire to go rewatch Avatar, but still, I think it's a little lame that they basically make it so that you have to go pay money in theaters to go see it again. But what do you all think? I mean, that's their whole strategy, although I I am quite upset about it because I genuinely don't remember anything that happened in Avatar, and that was... I was planning to rewatch it before the release of the new movie. So now that they're forcing me to pay, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I remember there were some blue people fighting humans. That was it. Yeah, I watched it, uh, I don't know, like two years ago. Uh, like, I. I Three years ago, just with like people, I don't remember. Somewhat recently, I still can't tell you what happened. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go see it. Like, it'll be something people talk about, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they put it back on Disney Plus because yeah, I don't really feel like I want to go pay to go see Avatar in theaters again. Plus, they're probably feeling the heat a little bit now that uh, Top Gun Maverick just keeps, like, blowing up at the box office. They're probably like, ah, just put it out again so people can, you know, under the guise that they really want to uh, just 
get people to watch again before the sequel. But reality is, is they're probably freaking out a little bit because Top Gun's been like blowing box office records left and right. So, <sighs> well, go watch Avatar, or maybe not. I don't know. I feel like there's not much to really take away from that movie, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni hopes George Lucas might cameo and uh, appearance in a future Star Wars project. Um, sure, why not? Last last I saw, George Lucas just hanging out in uh, food courts in the mall, so he doesn't have a whole lot going on in his day. Give him some nacho cheese fries and tell him he's got to show up in a scene. He'll do it. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi star Ewan McGregor says that he's confident about chances of a season two on Disney Plus, which, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't know if I necessarily needed more Obi-Wan. It was a good show, but also the whole part of that was not just Obi-Wan, but it was also him and Darth Vader, and they've kind of resolved that, at least for now. So I don't know really what else they would do. In terms of uh, bringing those characters all back for a season two, but sadly, I don't know if Disney would even care too much about that. They would probably just find some way to redcon it and fill in more scenes, even though it wouldn't make much sense. So, go Disney. Uh, the Flash star Ezra Miller breaks silence on recent behavior and issues apology. Uh, yeah, I I think this was inevitable. He's been just doing a bunch of crazy shit for, like, the last few years now. And, uh, yeah, I think there was a report, like, last week where they were saying, like, there's three options. Either he apologizes and gets treatment or they just start, like, distancing themselves from him. Or they don't put out the Flash movie at all. So it seems like they went with the first option, which was, like, to have him issue an apology. Uh, you know, do you think it's even genuine? Do you think he really cares, or do you think he just did it because the studio was like, "You have to do this"? Even if it is genuine, it kind of like I don't know, dude. Like this isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you need you need to step out of the limelight and get yourself together. Mm -hmm. Um, that's it for me, anyway. Yeah. What do you think, Katie? I genuinely don't really care for him anymore, so, yeah, you know, he can, I think he needs to get help. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That much is a given. Uh, R.I.P.D., a random-ass movie starring Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges, which came out a long-ass time ago. Yeah, I'm gonna off. Is getting a sequel. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and the thing is, that movie did not do well. It bombed. And I don't it know, bombed. Yeah. It, it, bombed. <laughs> it bombed. The the actors and stars all like distanced themselves from the movie. Like for for all intents and purposes, I don't know why this would ever get a sequel. But we're getting one called R.I.P.D. Two: Rise of the Damned. So, I uh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, and even then, Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges, like, I don't know, I know they're big actors, but 
I don't know. I guess they probably were like, we're making this sequel. And they were probably like, cool, don't ever call me again because I don't want to be in it. Um, yeah. Anyone here excited for R.I.P.D. 2? Rise of the Dead? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I saw it, first of all, so let's start there. But yes, this felt like a deep uh, Men in Black knockoff. No thanks. Yeah. I'm just thinking of, like, if anyone's going to show up for this. Like, it's almost like Avatar, where it's been way too long since a, the original came out. Although, at least Avatar, like, had the huge box office numbers that I think it'll do all right. This, I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to care. Like, I just can't see people showing up for a sequel to a nearly 10-year-old movie, but I guess we'll see. Uh, Lord of the Rings franchise has a new owner, and we may be getting a series of spin-off movies. So, yeah. Uh, the rights to the Lord of the Rings got bought by a new company, and they were very aggressive about being like, we're making some new video games, we're making some new movies and TV shows and all this, and they seem to be really wanting to uh, use the brand and use it to its full extent, which I guess is good. I mean... Star Wars is out there making movies and shows and video games left and right. And I know for some people, they would argue that Lord of the Rings is their version of Star Wars. So if Star Wars can do relatively well, I don't see with enough quality, uh, you can't do the same with Lord of the Rings. But does anyone here care enough about Lord of the Rings to get that much new content? No, I don't want to be disrespectful. I know Lord of the Rings was great, and I did watch all of those and The Hobbit, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but it isn't something I'm excited about. Let's let's just say that. Yeah. All right. Uh, James Bond. So it came out through a report that they're looking for someone in their early to mid 30s to play 007 James Bond so that pretty much eliminates most of the actors that people have been wanting to see like Henry yes. Cavill, Idris Elba you know most of those guys are all out I think like Henry Cavill is like almost 40 so yeah. yeah some people are pretty devastated by this but I think it makes sense because they're probably looking to get a decade maybe even two decades with the same actor so I think somebody in their 30s makes sense because that person's basically going to um, age with the role and, uh, you know, hopefully make some big bucks at the box office. I'm trying to remember, like, I think the first Daniel Craig movie came out, like, 2006, 2007. And then the last one was, like, 2021, 2022, something like that. So, yeah, it... It's it's a long term investment, and I think uh, you probably want an actor who who can do that well. So, but now of course people are like, oh, who who could it be? Is it gonna be Richard Madden, who was in Game of Thrones, who's in his early thirties? So I guess he's a pretty big contender right now. Um, yeah. Is there anyone you guys have in mind for James Bond? 
everyone that I would have suggested would also probably be a little bit older. Uh, I mean, I I need to see um, Yes, Darling, or or Don't Worry, Darling, or whatever that uh, new Olivia Wilde movie with um, Harry Styles is, but I think potentially Harry could do it. I mean, I need, again, I need to see him kind of in a more leading role there, but before I... But he, because uh, he's he's 20s, I think, like mid-20s, right? Yeah. Um, and he's British, right? So I uh, certainly could see him pulling that off. Um, if we're the the dude, I, this is kind of a long shot, but the, the black dude that was in Scream, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I really liked him. And I, again, I, I kind of need to see him in something else, but I, I think he, he might be too young, but I'd be interested to see him. Um, those are two people that come to mind pretty quickly for that. Uh, but yes, the people that I really want are older. I have a very wild card pick that I think everyone would be like, what the fuck is he smoking? But the more you think about it, the more it makes sense. I, I would actually wouldn't mind seeing Aaron Taylor Johnson as Bond. I mean, I, I always have in my mind him as Kick-Ass, but then if you watch uh, Bullet Train, he's freaking jacked in that. And I th- yes. And he is British, so I, I don't know. Very much. Uh, this week I've been like thinking, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson, bring him in. At least for I a street test. It. Right? Yeah. Right? Um, um it, I don't Oh yes, I, I can see it as well. I like hundred hundred percent. Um and I'm just looking at a couple others just to make see how, how old they are. Um is Austin Butler British? No, I think he's American. Uh, no, he's he's American. Okay. I don't know. I thought he killed it at the the movie movie itself we can talk about but i you know i think as far as his performance i was pretty pleased yeah also do i don't know if they wanted to go with like someone a little more um you know not white but like Depp patel would also be good too uh if they aren't really too concerned on race which i don't think they should be like i think james bond can be any ethnicity personally but well, he's British, so I mean, yeah, that's the start. I think that's the thing. Like, I don't think they would ever hire like an American actor. Um, they've always just gone like British or Scottish or something. So, but I don't know. They shouldn't. Yeah. Now, now, now that I say it out loud, I feel like why would they do that when there's so many Brits? This is true. Also, I kind of feel like that's part of like the James Bond thing is that they're British. I don't know. It's, but yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's my, I'm putting my biggest money on him. Probably not going to get it, but I don't know. Now that they're saying they want someone in their early thirties, he's only 32. So he's pretty young. Um, I don't know. And, and uh, Oh, um, get the, get the hit. Well, I know he's already doing Eternals, but, uh, not, not kit. Uh, the other one from Game of Thrones, the 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 son that in, inherits it when they die, oh, but then uh, yeah, Richard he Mack. dies. <laughs> yeah. He he is in Eternals. He's the dude, the main guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he'd murder it. Oh, he would too. Yeah, I think he's What's like his name? Richard Madden. Yeah, 
he's he, he's a front runner, I think. Oh yeah. Ooh, th- this dude looks like James Bond. Yeah. I think. I mean, he's definitely got to be brought in to to read because. Yeah. He. Um, okay. Yeah. He, I think he's a lot of people's like favorite pick. He's popped up online and on like a few of like articles of like people you should, we would love to see as James Bond. So. And yes. honestly, I don't I, know that want to do that after like he's already doing Marvel's franchise and he did Game of Thrones. I don't know that he'd want to do something like another pillar. Right? Like if that much work is, is something he's interested in, but Yeah. Because then he'd kinda not be able to do anything else between Marvel and James Bond. He wouldn't have a ton of time. I mean I guess depending on how involved the Eternals are going to be. I just anyway, I yeah. Yes. Taryn. And I think, from too, the thing with James... James... Oh, sorry, go ahead. What about Taryn from James... Like, from Kingsman? Taryn Egerton. Taryn Egerton? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He would kill it. He would, yeah. He was so good in Kingsman. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people want him for Wolverine, too. He's 32, so it it's perfect, I guess. Checks out. The yeah. only thing with Richard Madden is I don't know how charming he can be. Like, I feel like he could do the, the action stuff well, but I'm like, I don't know if he could be, like, the steal your girl type guy, you know? I mean, he, yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, he's, he's a good looking dude, so that's, that'll, that'll, that, that'll take him far, right? Yeah. Where <laughs> maybe his swag doesn't carry him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's like. I mean, I, I'm trying to. In Eternals, he wasn't. He was Icarus. He wasn't super. I'm sure he's done other things, unfortunately. I've only ever seen him in those two things, and neither of them re- required pulling on heartstrings. I don't know. I believe in him, but I, I think yeah. Aaron uh, is. That is a sneaky good pick. Mm hmm. Well. Hopefully we find out soon. Either way, who's playing Bond? But uh, yeah. Uh, the final bit of news: Top Gun Maverick jets to digital HD next week and arrives on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and bl- regular Blu-ray this November. So finally, we can rewatch Top Gun Maverick in the comfort of our own homes. Everything is right with the world. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this. Uh, it's been a while, too, because like, the movie came out like end of May, and we're only now getting it on digital HD, and still have to wait like a couple months until Blu-ray, too. That's just insane. But the movie keeps doing well at the box office, so not too surprising, I guess. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk She-Hulk and orphan first kill all right back in a bit hey spark have you listened to the newest album by smash mouth no i haven't gotten my copy yet oh man it's the bomb oh i heard they were gonna use this for that new movie with mike myers shrek it's okay i mean it's no walking on the sun though Ah, a ghost! 
What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. Almost any device. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? All right, we're back. Let's uh, talk about She-Hulk and Orphan First Kill. Uh, let's start, first talk about She-Hulk. Uh, I've seen episodes one through four. Katie, I think you've seen you've seen episode one, right? Yes. Uh, Spark, have you seen uh, She-Hulk at all? Yes, I saw the first one. I I opted out of the screen seeing the earlys. Yeah. Uh, what did you two think of She-Hulk? I'll let I'll, I'll let you guys go first. I liked it. I thought it was very funny that she kept outdoing Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always like a strong female lead. And I don't know, usually superheroes or I guess like people like them don't really like to transform or do their thing in front of other people, but she was very quick to step in because she thought it was the right thing to do and uh titania is that her name yeah um yeah i uh, came in so i really like that i liked the dynamic between her and bruce and yeah nice um yeah i mean for context i've seen the first four episodes um the first episode uh, is mostly origin story stuff, or origin, uh, well, not origin movie, it's a origin episode. Uh, you kind of get, like, She-Hulk's origin, which I think relatively works. I did kind of feel like it kind of sped by her whole origin in a way where I was like, oh, that's a little, little fast. It just kind of felt like I could have used a bit more time to flesh that out a little bit more. But it was pretty much like, oh, she's, she she is already She-Hulk now. And uh, just going back to her life after streaming with Bruce. Um, so, yeah, I think it was okay. I think it was still, it gets saved because it is kind of like meta humor. Uh, especially like at the beginning, she's like, 
you know we know what you you just want to get to the action stuff you don't really care about this lawyer stuff like there's just little jabs like that that i think kind of made it more interesting for me um also to the uh actress that plays she hulk i forget her name unfortunately but like she is really good as the um as she hulk trying to see uh uh, what her name is because it's blanking on me right now. Uh, Tatiana Maslany, yeah, she's she's great. So, um, but I would say like the next three episodes get really interesting for me once they get past like the origin story stuff. They kind of get into some interesting stuff in terms of like what she is going to be doing and like what her kind of interaction with the marvel universe is i don't want to get into spoilers but like there's some really interesting stuff there so i argue that this episode is probably the least exciting but it gets a little more exciting over the next few episodes so um what'd you think oh yeah i uh i'm not so i enjoyed the the humor of this i i will say the pacing felt very rushed. Oh my! Yeah, like they uh, they didn't really. They just were like, "Here it is." Um, but I, I did uh, I, I did think, as as far as overall vibe, this this might be uh, my 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 favorite Marvel show. Just like as far as my sense of humor, my sense of kind of just the way I, I like things to be. I am. Uh, I haven't seen. I know the the other episodes. I do worry a bit. That this might lean into Wonder Woman eighty four territory where they kind of forget that this is a superhero movie and not a just a, a platform for social commentary. Uh, and like by that I mean I just felt like there were a lot of scenes, which is a pretty common criticism of the movie, that kind of veered off <laughs> into things that didn't feel related necessarily to the story and just kind of wanted to like call people out. Um, I'd, uh, you know, we'll see, but mm-hmm. if that's not the case, then I am pretty excited because I, I did uh, the lead. Um, I, I, I thought she was like charming. She's funny. She's engaging. She's beautiful. Uh, just like uh, I'm sold on her individually. Maybe that's why I like the show. I don't know. Like sometimes. Like Jessica Jones, I thought I really liked that show in spite of Kristen Ritter. Um, and maybe for this one, it's, it's the opposite. I, I'm just quite enthralled by her performance so far. Um, yeah. So we'll see. The her and Bruce stuff, it is. I've heard a lot of people com- complaining about how could she be stronger than the Hulk when she just got the power. Like, I don't care about that. It, it is. I, I would like Bruce to return to being the Incredible Hulk at some point because Smart Bruce to me is kind of one he's he's boring uh like it just like yeah. we get it now like go destroy some stuff my guy um <laughs> yeah but uh, i would say she for me is carrying this show heavily and i and i know people are going to be appearing in this series that kind of boosted along so i would maybe ease up with some of the politics so quickly but it's not going to stop me from watching the show yeah. Yeah, and like in the next three episodes, like I mostly all enjoyed them. I think they're mostly 
uh, very entertaining, very funny, but also, like, they keep a pretty interesting storyline throughout. There is, like, one complaint. I guess you'll you'll see what I mean when you watch episode four, but, like, they do kind of sideline the character for a bit and then bring him back, and it just is like, oh, you like, did you just not know what to do with this character and you just put him aside until you needed them? Because that's what it felt like. So, again, don't want to get into spoilers, but you'll you'll see what I mean when you're watching episode four. So... Uh, what do you think of her score for She-Hulk? One of those seven, five, seven, eight, eight seven, seven, five. Okay. What about you, Katie? What are you thinking? I'll give it an eight. Um, I don't know. I feel like this might be my favorite Marvel show. Well, at least Marvel Disney Plus show so far. Um, it's up there with Loki for me. Uh, so far, I think for episode one, I'd give it like, yeah, an eight out of ten. But I think the other episodes are a little bit more closer to like eight and a half, nine territory for me. So... I think I'll average that out to, yeah, like an eight and a half for the first four episodes. Um, yeah. Nice to actually have a decent Disney Plus show so far. Yeah, it is. is not <laughs> short to watch like some of the other ones. I'm looking at you, Moon Knight. Um, okay. Uh, next up is Orphan First Kill, which is a prequel to the original Orphan movie. And dare I say, it's better than the original Orphan movie because I did not expect much out of this movie. I thought this is just going to be a half-assed like regurgitation of Orphan. Uh, it's going to be pretty much more of the same. Like, didn't really expect much. Uh, I think this movie is sloppier in some ways. It really kind of does things fast and loose sometimes and it kind of felt like it was missing the mark a few times that being said uh when it did hit the mark it was doing some really interesting things and takes a big risk story-wise there's a particular twist like around halfway through the movie that i was like holy cow that is actually very interesting i didn't expect it um and it kind of subverts your expectations for what you expect out of a movie like this um, I don't know. I just really thought it was, uh, an interesting way to kind of like tell Esther's story in this prequel and actually make it relevant and make it interesting despite being, uh, a prequel to a movie that I think most people, I mean, some people liked the first or uh, orphan movie, but like, I don't think a lot of people are like gunning to see a, a prequel for it. So I just thought it was a very interesting take and probably more interesting than I Honestly, it's given it any expectation to do. So, um, yeah. Uh, performances themselves are all good, not great. And there's some interesting cinematography here. Uh, so, I don't know. I'd give this like an 8 out of 10. I thought this was interesting enough. Uh, I think people who are maybe even curious about this should check it out. If anything, for the actually interesting twist in this that I did not see coming. So that okay 
not a whole lot to review this week. So we're going to take one last quick break, and then we're going to talk about our movie club for this week, which is fun and fantasy free. Back in a sec. All right, we're back. Let's talk about Movie Club this week. Fun, fancy, free. Spark, I know you got a chance to watch it. Kate, did you get a chance to watch Fun and Fancy Free? Yes. Nice. Well, I've seen this movie before, but what did you two think of Fun and Fancy Free? I really did not know what was going on. <laughs> like, it, it jumped from one story to another, and... I guess, I guess, like, mm, I see the charm in old Disney animated movies, um, and I read somewhere that this is Walt Disney's last film uh, voicing Mickey Mouse. Um, so I guess there's a sense of nostalgia in that animated style and seeing four of the most iconic Disney characters together, but I also, I, I was bored. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. All right, Spark, what did you think of Fun and Fancy Free? Yeah, I, um, I'm a little bit older, so I, this, uh, felt, like something I would, first of all, I had seen the second story separately already, the, the, the Beanstalk one. Like, I knew all the beats of it, and I recognized it pretty quickly. So I'm like, I don't know how I saw this and not the first one. Maybe they used it in some sort of collab. Um, I thought the, I was also bored, I will say that. Um, I, which, which bummed me out, because I remember as a kid, kind of this being a, a bit more inter, entertaining. Um, but I think, actually I, actually, I know exactly why. Because I had watched so many of these as a kid that, like, the, the beats of the Bongo story uh, felt predictable, because they were, because it's not, it's not meant to challenge you mentally. Um, and I understand why now, when, when they make things like this, um, you know, parents always are com com complaining about children's programming. But I will say one positive. The Bongo love story portion of that, and, like, when they fall in love in that animation, that's the good stuff. You can you can pump that straight into my veins, baby. I love that stuff. But the circus stuff and the fight after, eh. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. But, uh, yeah, when he meets her, yes. Yeah. Yes. Loved it. Ten, ten, 10 out of 10. Would watch 17 more times. <laughs> I, uh, I always find it funny when they're like, 
fucking love someone, just give them a slap. I'm like, oh, man, that is aged. That's not aged well. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, I sort of appreciate the blend of the animation and the live action. I mean, nowadays you've got stuff like uh, Roger Rabbit and all that other stuff. So it's not that uncommon now to mix animation with live action. But... To see them doing this like back in 1947, it's like, I don't know. I have a bit more of a respect for it because like there's the scene where they're trying to like imagine in their minds what the uh, place looks like. And the one guy, Mortimer's like just trying to just like, it's like, it's just a garbled piece of shit. It's like, I can't figure out what this place looks like. And then, uh, I don't know. Like just stuff like that. It's like, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. I am more intrigued with the uh short where they go to the the castle and recover the uh the harp lady over the first one because the first one i i feel like yeah it's sort of like oh this bear goes free and he has to adjust to being in the wild but he doesn't really know shit and yeah it's like oh it's okay it's a story we've seen before but at least the beanstalk story i find is a little more interesting uh if anything to just like to see them going crazy at the beginning, then them uh, going and trying to evade the big giant ogre. Um, there's like moments too where like they're trying to convince him to turn into a fly so they can swat him, but then he turns into a bunny instead, and they're just like, "Fuck, <laughs> why can't this guy follow the plan?" So, I don't know, like stuff like that is just kind of cute and charming. I don't know if this is like the best Disney movie by a long shot, but I don't know. Maybe slightly, in my opinion, underappreciated. Um, yeah. And I do always think, too, like, man, they pretty much killed that giant at the end. But then they have him walking around at the end, like, just to be like, oh, don't worry, he survived. Like, don't worry, kids. We didn't kill off the big giant ogre, dude. Yeah, that ending. Uh, and also, I also really didn't like the dolls. Uh, but the the one at the end that was crying when he was like that guy was wasn't evil he was just misunderstood i was like wait actually i do like this <laughs> I, I do like the idea that like maybe it is a black and white why don't we look at it from his side uh yeah. which i think would probably go over a lot of the target audience's head but i, I did enjoy that part of, of the ending mm -hmm. i think the giant at the end was so cute like he he was really like tiptoeing to try <laughs> to try to be conscious of the man who passed out because of him. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Plus, like I don't know, I also have a bit of a soft spot for like the Mickey Donald Goofy trio. So anytime I'm watching that, like it's just great. Like Donald's just like new. <laughs> And like probably a sociopath and uh goofy's just like blissfully unaware of what's going on but yeah it's good times um katie what would you give this a score of oh we lost katie apparently Spark, um, give us a score up. Hi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Kate's back. All right, Katie. What would you give us a score of? Um, 
A 6.5. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was probably, I was literally going to say like 6, 6, 2, 5. Uh, shout out to the Bongo Love Story. But <laughs> everything else. And also, I had already seen, I think maybe if I'd watched it for the first time, I'd feel different. But I've seen that second part uh, several times. So it just, I don't, I, I was too young to remember how it used to make me feel. Mm. Uh, but. You know, there it is. Cool. Uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, this is probably a little underappreciated in my opinion. I don't know. I It's not like the most, it's just not, uh, you know, as uh, deep as like a Pixar movie or something like that. But I thought it was fun enough. So, cool. And uh, next week it's Sparks pick for movie club spark you know what you want to want to watch yes i thought it would be um <laughs> so i became prepared this time nice uh are we going to do me time the mark Wahlberg, kevin hart like is that just because it comes out friday is that just going to be part of our normal re- review um is it coming to netflix oh yeah it is. yeah yeah we could we could review that well, I don't want to. I mean, if it's like if you hadn't planned on doing it like that's fine because I have I have a different one. I just never mind. No, all good. What did you What did you have in mind? Uh, she's funny that that way. It's uh, Owen Owen Wilson, Catherine Hahn. Um, I can't remember the girl's name, but she's from that awkward moment. Uh, it's a it's a romantic comedy that involves well, it's a romantic dramedy of sorts that involves questioning faithfulness and a, and a lot of hijinks okay okay we can, we can definitely watch that for sure that's on netflix nice okay cool well that's our movie club next week she's funny that way uh cool well until next time everybody bye for now <laughs>